I'm Gabby Lamb. And I'm Harper Rose Drummond. And you're listening to Tea Time, where we talk about the nastiest, dirtiest, naughtiest, wildest secrets. Enjoy. God. Welcome back, everyone, to motherfucking tea time. Hey, honk! Hi, bonk. Yeah, you could say I'm pretty excited. You are very excited. I'll tell you why. Okay. No reason. <laughs> Celsius is just hitting the right. The Celsius is, uh, is hitting. Celsius hitting right. ADHD unhinged because I'm off my meds right now. Feeling, feeling, um, when do you get when do you get re-upped? The 28th. That's a long ways away. It's a long ways away. We've got some things coming up. We'll get we'll talk about it right off the bat, right off the top. We do have a cute thing coming up. Live show. Decem- baby. Yeah, Friday, December 9th is our live show. Guess in LA. In LA. At Third Wheel Hollywood. Yeah. Is the location's different? It's the same location. Same location. Third Wheel Hollywood as our first one. Oh, okay. So guess what? It's going to be there. It's going to be fun. Email us in your chaotic... um, Holiday stories. Holiday stories. We love to hear it. Anything that's happened to you. What did your drunk uncle do? Who did, you know, who did your cousin bring home? Like, I don't know. Just did someone get, you know, finger banged? Yeah. By the neighbor. It was wild. So you guys need to pay... um, you got to pay for the Patreon if you want to hear some crazy stuff. Because yesterday, Harper talked about... Well, she didn't talk about it. I brought it up. But she had a crazy holiday story. And we did get into it on the Patreon. I... Yeah. And, I, you know, it was kind of groundbreaking because I've never... I've never... I honestly, I barely remember even telling you because it was so traumatic and, uh, yeah. and, and just crazy. But then us, you know, reliving... You so graciously bringing up my yeah. holiday trauma, I mean, story, um, yeah. kind of just, tr- like, reminded me of a holiday story that you had once um, shared with me in confidence. So we kind of unpacked that right. on the Patreon. And you're not going to want to miss these stories. So if you want to get over, head over to our Patreon, pay oh. for it, you'll you'll hear it in and, full. Hunk, why don't you tell them what we're going to do once we hit 500 uh, subscribers? This is true. This is true on, well, on my life, my cat's lives. Mm-hmm. We, when we get to 500 Patreon subscribers, Lee, what are we at, what are we at now? We are currently Hit us at with the 417. Four? 417. So we got, we got some, we've got some Patreons. Yeah. We got some subscribers. To we need 83 patrons to, to come join us because once y'all help us hit the number 500. We're going to literally wax our ass on the podcast. We're going to wax each other's, what was the word you used? Oh, Sorry. Bungholios. Yeah. So, um, but it's not like we're going to like, I'm not going to point my butthole at the camera and do it. No. It'll be, you know, like I'll be on camera, but you won't be able to see inside of my asshole. This, and Lee, neither will you. It's going to just yeah, talk. Yeah. Ju- just me. It's nothing I haven't seen before. We've seen, we've seen each other's everything at this point. So I promise you if 500 followers, I will let honk wax my butthole, which I've never had done before. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be rowdy. So if you guys want to see that, I like that you specify that I can't watch. No, you, can't. you cannot watch. You can't. And when Honk does mine, you have to leave the room, Lee. I get that. 
You have to move your monitors but into the so other mad. room. He's so mad. He's smiling. I he's, know. Look at you. Can he's, he's like getting livid. And he's, he's, like, and he's trying to smile through the pain. But you know, on the inside right now, he's like, he's like, oh, let me see that peach pit. No, you can't. Yeah. Okay. So um, and that's on yeah. Forbidden Fruit. So 500, 500 Patreon subscribers, and you guys wax each other's buttholes. bung holes. Yeah. So see you guys on Patreon. Um, yep. Well, here's the thing. Let's unpack really quickly my doctor's appointment yesterday. That was fun, fun, fun. Okay, so as you guys know, I talked about how I went to the doctor and she said, oh my God, this looks like stage one st uh, skin cancer. Clit too big. Yeah. And Her clit's too big. My clit was, she was like, God, I've never seen a pussy this perfect. We need to go fuck it up. And I was like, I mean, if you know, if you must. It's crazy how, how much you're altering. Um, no, it, no, it's crazy how jealous you are. But um, yours is covered in poop, so you would never understand what, what uh, an actual good one is. But it's okay, it's okay. Um, but uh, you can see it when you are that's an asshole. Okay. Anyways, um, take a picture. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so I go to the doctor. She goes, okay, we need to get you, we need to get this removed ASAP. So your pussy, your clit. Okay. Um, no, no. <laughs> and so, um, anyway, so I go to the doctor yesterday and then this, uh, to the dermatologist and then this, um, like, what is it? Like a, like a resident comes in and then she like checks my back and whatnot. And she's like, okay, yeah, this is concerning, but we're going to take it off. Like, don't worry. And then the actual doctor comes in and she, I honestly, her voice sounded like fucking Julia Fox. She was like, you're fine. It's honestly like you, like you're going to scar. It's okay. And I'm like, well, how come two people just told me it's not okay. And then now you're saying it's okay. And then they get in another person and then she comes in and she's like, Oh yeah, that's, that's fine. That's all good. And I'm like, Oh, is it normal? And she goes, well, it's on your body, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it's okay. I'm like, well, obviously I'm asking about my fucking body, you crazy ass bitch. And then basically then they did a whole fucking check and then they said, Oh no, you're actually all good. And that's on not actually having skin cancer. But then I was like, well, then why the fuck did people tell me that I did? Because it's giving medical misdiagnosis. It is giving medical misdiagnosis. And their attitudes, except for the resident, the resident girl was really nice. But the rest were so fucking rude and dismissive. And I was like snapping at them. I was like, well, can you just fucking check? I didn't say fuck, but I was like, can you just check? And there it was Watch really- Why come back asking cancer though? Like, uh, literally. And I was, I was like, it doesn't feel good. And then she's like, I just, I think it's in your, she literally said, she's like, I think it's in your head. Like I had something like this and I got it removed and the scars ugly. Like you don't want to ruin your back. And I'm like, I think we have two different ideas. You were literally told it was cancer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And like she has my chart and everything. She's like, no, like they were wrong. No. It's like that girl that had the kidney stones. That was it is like that. And I was like, okay, well, I need to go. Oh my God. And then my mom and I got into a huge fight because I was, I, I that leave was a it. story on Patreon just to, for all, all. Oh yeah. Another Patreon subscribing uh -oh. story. Get your money up guys. Um, but so, yeah. But so then anyways, I call my mom and I tell her and she was like, oh, you don't need a second opinion. You're fine. And I'm like, everyone's really fucking testing me today. So now this is one doctor that told you that you have cancer. Okay. So one doctor told me I do. Then the resident came in and she goes, oh, yeah, that like definitely look. She's like, don't worry. We're going to take this off for you. Like this looks this looks concerning. And then the third doctor comes in and she goes, no, you're fine. You're fine. And I was like, well, what do you mean I'm fine? Because people just told me that I'm not fine. And then I was like, you know, and then I, I got dramatic and I was like, well, if I die tomorrow, it's on you. And then she was like, you're not going to die tomorrow. And then I started laughing because I was just being a clown. But I was also just really fucking frustrated. But so are they going to remove it or not? No, that's what she was like. No, but I'm going to go get a second opinion. I guess a third opinion now. 
So crazy. I know. I, that was my appointment, my, my appointment to get it removed. And then she like wouldn't do it. She's like, no, like it'll scar. It's like, you don't need it removed right now. It's good. Oh my God. And I was like, she, and then she told me to come back in six months. So, okay, that's such fucking horse shit. And I was like, well, why can't you just do it just right now? Well, it'll just, it's going to look ugly. Okay, go somewhere else. I know. I was like, okay. And this I'm is why, over her. if you have Kaiser, honestly, just don't have it because it's the worst. Now, would you say today's subject is the biggest issue in your life? Would you say that, that that's the biggest issue in your life right now is the skin cancer ordeal? No. Oh. What's the biggest issue in your life right now? If- Probably my perfect pussy. And it's just like really hard only have like being like the only one that has it. It's just you know? like this joke is overdone. No. <laughs> you literally did it two minutes ago. Yeah. And, and it's you know, overdone. you're picking up on her little joke. But here's the thing. It's overdone. Don't, now, Gabby, for, for your. I, like it was fine when I did it. Now it's again. It's like, OK. No, because here's the thing. And you're, when your jealousy comes out, it's very unbecoming. And that, that's an issue. But I think I know what the biggest issue for you what is. What is it? Um, probably your, um, yeah, what is it? Your cluster of hemorrhoids. Okay. And honestly, I'm kind of nervous for when I have to wax your, your bunghole because they, I, I don't want to pop one of your hemis. They don't pop. That's not how it works. Okay. She's experienced. It's just like, you're acting like, you know how they work. You well, know. I just, I, my asshole is just pristine. Mm. Kind of just everything about me is, that's weird. But what would you say your biggest issue is? Um, pristine. It's interesting. Yeah, you're the is. one who has a cluster of weird skin on your back. Mm, so. Well, apparently I don't. <laughs> okay, hmm. you had worms ca- crawling out of your asshole. So tell me about pristine. You can't, honey. You could never, <laughs> and you will never. I miss them every day. Did you name them. them? You wish I would tell you if I did. I'm not gonna tell no, you. No, I honestly, every time you talk to me, I get a little bit sad. But anyways, biggest issue, current issue in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm. Huh. Being broke. That's a big issue. That's, I don't love that. Mm-hmm. And then I have another one, but that's something I need to talk to my sponsor about that I can't really talk, divulge too much information about that's, on that's here. That's a private one. That's a private, some things, <clears throat> sorry, my voice cracked. I'm going through puberty. Um, <laughs> Some things do have to remain a little bit private. Not with you guys, because whenever you guys send us things, are anonymous. But I can't be out here just willy-nilly throwing all the tea out. Because you could use it against me in the future. So right now... So, that's so good. bring oh, it we- up. Yeah, so bring it up on the show. So the biggest issue in my life right now... Well, if there's one thing Gabby's good at, it's keeping a secret. And yeah. I think that's beautiful. I'll talk to my sponsor about it tonight. Okay, so you have an issue with your sponsor, well, that you're bringing to your sponsor, and then money. I think my biggest issues, mm, I mean, honestly, okay, I guess health would be one, but then also, honestly, not to copy honk, but the money thing is really, it's interesting. But anyway, so. Let's just start reading. Um, okay, yeah, okay yeah. so yeah, so the theme obviously today is biggest issues, and okay, let's go. Hi, honks and lusciously. Love the pod. It's the only one I listen to. Don't say lusciously. Everyone's triggered now. Okay. So basically my mans and I have been together about a year slash a year and a half, depending on if you count the time we were casually dating before making it official. I keep catching him in lies, not just little stuff. It's always about sex and other girls. He's never fucked somebody else or even fooled around on me, but it's- Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. 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 This is is a woman writing about her boyfriend? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, it's always about sex and other girls. He's never fucked somebody else or even fooled around on me, but it's shit like me finding his ex's porn on his phone. Oh. Yeah, no. Uh, having a big falling out. A few months later, finding out he was talking to some girl about hooking up when we were just starting to define our relationship. A few months pass. Then it's always another weirdness. The most recent is him having posts on IG of sex worker thirst traps. Oh, sorry, of him saving posts on IG of sex worker thirst traps. Okay. We have a very active sex life and be doing freaky shit. So I'm at a loss of what is making... Um, Sorry, I'm at a loss of what is uh, missing, what I'm missing that keeps him causing to have a wandering eye. Um, I'm a thick bitch and older than him, but still a baddie, okay? So it makes me really insecure that he consumes this media of girls who look nothing like me, aside from the fact that we have similar aesthetics. He likes alt bitches. It's super frustrating because aside from this issue, our relationship is perfect. We never fight until something like this is uncovered. He's an amazing partner. He's always there for me, helps around the house, and runs errands for me. Like, Picture perfect partnership aside from his constant lies that always lead back to sex. He has told me that I'm all he wants and he doesn't know why. Um, wait, he has told me that I'm all he wants and he doesn't know why he does these things. He doesn't want to be open. He doesn't want to act on these things. I just don't know. I feel like I should leave him, but I truly do believe he's my soulmate. Am I a fool for giving him the benefit of the doubt for so long and staying with him when he continues to break my trust and emotionally traumatize me and crush my confidence? Thanks for reading. I look forward to your show every Sunday for entertainment while I fuck around on my day off. Thank you so much for writing in and for saying that. That's really sweet. I've got so much to say about this. I have so much to say about this. You okay, are dating off. a classic, classic sex addict. He's mm -hmm. a sex addict. I mean, that's what it is. He is sex love addict. Sounds more like sex. Men fall more into the essay category. Um, it's not anything that you're doing. It's not you. It's not, he's an addict. He's a fucking, this is what people do. He, and it's like, probably, I'm sure that he does feel guilty about it, but if he really does have this like addiction, like, like, does he struggle with any other addictions? Doesn't matter if he does or doesn't, but like, this is obviously a big one. I knew, yeah, I knew reading this, <clears throat> this was going to bring up some stuff. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's so complicated because I'm sure like when he's like apologizing to you and what, of course it's, it's genuine and whatnot, mm -hmm. but because he has this sickness, it's not going to get better until he goes into a program or. Yeah. So I urge you, um, you should honestly look up the 12 steps of what, you know, sex addiction looks like, L look it up and see if, he won't be able to do anything until he actually identifies, but for your own state of, like, your own peace of mind, I would urge you to, like, research what it is to be in a relationship with a sex addict that could give you some tools on how to, like, emotionally navigate this situation. You're not going to be able to change him, but you will have to figure out what your emotional boundaries are with it. And if it's something that you can't put up with, then you have to leave the relationship because like with any addict, you trying to urge them to change won't happen until they come to that conclusion on their own. So look into how to be in a relationship with a sex addict and what the signs of sex addiction look like in men. That is motherfucking excellent advice. Can I bring up one thing? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I went through this exact situation. Perfect. Really? Yeah. And um, I, I was addicted to the porn and I would, wa I would watch it in secret. And you've secretly. identified as somebody who struggles with sex and love addiction. 100%. And I would watch it. I would watch it secretly and I would, I would hide mm -hmm. it from my partner. And when my partner found it, uh, she would be very upset with me. Mm -hmm. And um, it really did put a strain on the relationship. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to 
I'm I'm not going to say that any of it's okay, but what I do want to bring up is that I it doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to stray from the relationship. Yeah. I think that he's he's addicted to porn and it do, and and he's addicted to the fantasy and literally the brain chemicals that yep. it gives off. Yep. Um, but I really don't think if everything else is great. And especially if you guys are like ha- having active, like a, like a very active sex life. Yeah. Right. The more you get down on him, the more he's going to feel shame and pull away. Right. Mm-hmm. So I would just be very open and honest. Yeah. Now it, it sounds like you're being open and honest and that you're letting him know that it bothers you. And you would think that's going to be enough to make for him to make changes. It's probably not. Um, you kind of need to either accept this and accept that it's going to carry on until he, until he realizes that Mm -hmm. he needs to make a change. Just like Abby said, I agree with everything you said. Yeah. You, Um, yeah. You drop, we're dropping bars. It's, and so you either need to accept it or not. Or create your own boundaries, which, which is, also yeah. brings up Al-Anon. Like yeah, I, like yeah, I dated yeah, yeah. a porn addict and a sex addict at two different points in my life. And I loved both of these people very, very deeply and felt, I really empathized with what this person was saying in her story because it is really hard and it's hard not to take it personally, especially when you don't understand addiction. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, this is a common theme. We were just talking about that. This is a common theme. And, um, I've, I've only been in like Al-Anon for like um, almost three months now, but for my entire life, I've always tried to control people. I've gotten in their fucking business. I go through their phone. I try and like make up a plan for their life. It's like, it's, it's exhausting. It's disheartening. It's like, and then when they're not following through with the plan that you want, it's like, it's, it just kind of ruins like your whole, it's, it's like a cloud over you. And that is not a way, if you're going to be in a relationship with an addict, you exactly what, what you were saying, you have to learn to like put up boundaries and, and like, yeah, learn like, okay, like everything is great, but is this something that I can live with? And if it is, okay, fuck yeah, awesome. And if it's not, then yeah, you're gonna have to walk away because it's not fair to them or to yourself to be so micromanagey and controlling, you know? Yeah. Even if it comes from a place of love and care. And sex addiction is a very real thing. And I know mm-hmm. it's hard for people to like fathom it, especially if they don't struggle with it themselves. Um, but it's especially men with porn because it yes. happens so young. Yeah. And like Lee was saying, so it, it triggers though. It, it triggers the, uh, the, the dopamine, you know, like your, his neurotransmitters are like wired to get like serotonin from this release of like, of like watching porn or blah, 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 or the shit with his ex, you know, like he's wired to like have that gratification from that. It's literally a high. It's hot. He's getting high off of sex and porn or whatever it is. So it's, it's very real. Um, it's not a thing where you can like, it's hard because I think that what we've also seen in like culture is like, oh, it's the, the classic thing of the wife being like, you can't stop cheating on me and there's, and what is it about me and you're fucking wrong and blah, blah. You know, it's just, it's, that's so not productive mm-hmm. for getting to the root of the issue. And if there's someone, is this somebody that you really love and that's somebody that really loves you and you guys like want to like stay in this relationship and work on it, there are ways to do it. But I would say that you're dealing with somebody who really does struggle with sex addiction. He may or may not be able to recognize that. Um, but it sounds like that that's a hundred percent what it is. Look yeah. up the 12 characteristics of a sex addict mm-hmm. and see if he identifies. And maybe 
that's a way to approach the conversation with him and yeah. maybe be like, listen, I've been looking, it, it really bothers me. And it's, and I just want to bring this to your attention and see if he, and see if he identifies with it. Yeah. And see how receptive he is. Cause I think that's also like a good, um, marker for her, like how to proceed. Yeah. You know, and that if he's like, Oh no, 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 no. Then it, okay. Then he's not, it doesn't mean he's a bad person. It just means that he's not ready to accept his addiction, which is where then you have to, that, you, that's where you have to be like, do mm -hmm. I stay or do I go? Yeah. It's admitting that he's powerless. And if he can't do that, then it has to be like, okay, then can I continue to feel this bad about the behaviors that he's engaging in? Prayers up for you, girl. Prayers up, honey. Okay. Uh, we love, we love to, uh, we love sex addicts, don't we? Love, more, men are usually more SA. Women are more SO. More like AA. love. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Gabby Harper and Hentai Lee. <laughs> Uh, hell yeah. Classic. I like I like that Lee also like has never watched hentai. He's just become hentai Lee. I love that some person wrote in and called you hentai Lee. It just said like the hentai Lee watches. Yeah, oh my, oh, that's what it was. It was like the hentai Lee watches. He's just and hentai that, Lee now. Still to this day, it's like the funniest thing I've ever fucking had the pleasure of reading. <laughs> really caught on. And it just yeah. stuck. Yeah. And then it manifested <laughs> yeah, into this like deep, dark thing and it's just beautiful. All right, all right. <laughs> uh, I'm 28 and recently got a divorce. Young. <laughs> I can't move out Sorry. until June next year due to our lease. It makes it really difficult to move on because we have three kids together and oh. I work so much as a truck driver. This past weekend, I set up a date while my kids were sleeping and my oldest saw me getting ready and basically had a meltdown. Mm -hmm. I ended up canceling the date and I sat them down and talked to them about the reality of meeting new people. Any advice would be great on how to deal with this. My son went off asking, what if I were to have more kids? I told him, daddy can't afford any more child support. <laughs> I love your guys' podcast and you guys have gotten me through many nights of late driving, of late night driving. Fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. Gabby, I saw you in Kansas City with Felipe and you are one funny honk. I love you. That's so sweet. Good luck to all of you. And I can't wait to see you guys live sometime soon. Fuck yeah. Hopefully we can come to Kansas. He sent pictures of his kids. Your kids are beautiful. Oh. Beautiful kids. Um, whew, okay, let's recap that a little bit. Okay, so stuck in this lease so, until June. So he is living with his his ex. His ex. He was getting ready to go on a date. His kids saw. his oldest saw. He had to sit them down. This is a hard one because I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I'm qualified to give advice with this. My okay, because I don't have kids. I don't know. This is a hard one. Uh, okay. I mean, I ended up canceling the date and I sat them down and talked about them, the reality of me meeting new people because kids aren't going to understand. They don't understand because they're too attached to their parents and the idea of them being together. I think if you guys were living, living separately, it would be, it's still going to be hard, but it's going to be slightly easier. I think the reason why it's so hard right now is because Number one, I mean, I don't know how old the kids are, but I'm assuming young. They look young. They yeah. look young. And you guys are living under the same roof. And so they don't really grasp that like, oh, like our parents aren't, Aww. you know, all the way together now. And like yeah. kids, like that's natural for them to like want the home to be like how it is. Right. Um, but Maybe. as far, I, I'm kind of struggling for advice. I Okay. Like, I don't know. And I know it's fucking hard. I mean, my parents definitely did not adhere to this, but I would say, and like my parents 
they're not divorced, but like <laughs> there were a few times where we thought it was going to happen. Um, but I would just say like, when you're talking to your child about your partner, always try and like, just do so with grace. Cause I think it can like really fuck the kid up. Yeah. To like, you mean to like not talk shit about your partner to your kids? Yeah. Like make jabs totally. because it really, that fucked me up. I totally heavy. agree with that. That's good advice is to not shit talk your partner in front of your kids. As far as dating, for me, I think the first thing that I go to is like, I, I don't know if this is fair or not. Would it be possible to like not date until you're out of the house? I don't like, or is that like a, Sounds reasonable to me. Is that yeah. like if you had a babysitter or something, right? Or like the kids could go to like a parent's house or like, like a grandparent's house. How long did he say? How long? Yeah, it is until he has until the lease ends. June, June, June. This, this June coming up. That's a while. It is a I while. Know. Is there so, a way to like date outside? Like, where? I don't know. Like, or could you? How's your relationship with your ex? Could you? That's good. That's could good. you have an open conversation? Like, because. I'm sure both of you guys are trying to move on, but yeah. like maybe I think that's something worth because like take the pettiness. I don't know if there's pettiness, but I'm just if there is, if there's any animosity, try and take that out and just like really just focus on the children. And it clearly like they're they're upset by this. So like I would say if you like need a date right now, just try to like really do so so like uh gently and do it as I don't know if it makes sense to say do it as a team, but like really include your partner in the sense of like, hey, can you please watch the kids so I can go do this? And if you have a date, I'll watch them. And like, right. I understand it's painful. I also think right. yeah, if you can wait till, because it's, it's if you can wait till June, I would it, Because it's just a little bit messy. Like, I'm not trying to come for you at all, but it, it, it does just give like a little bit messy. Like, oh, yeah. I'm living with my ex, we're broken up and then I have the kids and then ah, da, 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 da. Yeah. it's just kind of like. And then you also ah. do, you have to think about that too, of like being somebody who's, who's dating, like, are people going to want to get involved when it's a thing of like, oh, I still live at home with my ex and my kids? Like, and it's not to make you feel bad at all. It's just it is, it would be difficult, like, as the person that you're dating to be able to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, okay, you can't, like, bring the person home right away. Right. You have, like, you know. I, I lived with an ex after we broke up. We lived, we were on the lease for, like, another, fuck, we broke up, like, two months into moving in together on a year Shut lease. Up. Yeah. And it was, Shut it up. was fucking hard and we didn't have kids in there and that's even more difficult, but it was still really hard and it doesn't give you any room really. And I like got into a full blown other relationship when I was dating this person. I regret it. I wish I hadn't have done that mm. in retrospect. I wish I had not have gotten into a relationship with somebody else. Um, I should have taken care of myself and spent time you know, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I wish I didn't get into a relationship. Here's the thing. Also, six months, not that long of a time. It's not that the, long. It's long really run. not that long that, of a time. Honestly, six Especially months Especially when you have kids. It's right. Like six months will fall. I by. say just kind of, if you can, just bunker down. And you know what? Go get your dick sucked by a lot lizard while you're out there trucking at night, okay? A lot lizard. You can go, when you're out there trucking. Yeah. Hey, when you're out there trucking, get to sucking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's hard. That's that's a hard situation. But I would say if you could maybe hold off until your lives are a little bit more separate. Yeah, I think that's just what I would say. I agree. And that's the tea. And that's the fucking tea. That's the motherfucking tea. Okay. Thank you. And you're really sweet. And thank you for writing in and following the podcast <laughs> and coming to live comedy. Felipe is the funniest. So hell yeah. Hi, Bonks and Lee. This is quite the depressing issue. So apologies in advance. 
All right, a real light one today. Huckies. All right. I love this prompt. Yeah. This is a good one. The last guy I dated did a lot of awful stuff to me. Before him, I had only kissed one person and had never done anything else. I was very nervous about it. He seemed like a very chill and understanding guy when I first met him, but wound up being very wrong. Before we did anything physical, uh, wait, before we ever did anything physical, uh, but when we knew we were going to be more than friends, I told him told him about how I was molested when I was five mm-hmm. as a, pre- a preface to why I wanted to take physical stuff slow. He said he completely understood, and I breathed a huge sigh of relief. However, each time we hung out, he would start to be more and more pushy. He would constantly try to get me to do things I was not ready for, and I didn't know how to respond other than to freeze because I had no experience. A couple weeks after I told him about what had happened to me when I was little, he raped me. What? After it happened, I walked back to my dorm completely numb, cried in the shower for a while, and then I did exactly what I did when I got molested. I buried it. I sat him down to talk about it a few days later, and he apologized and said it was the worst thing he had ever done. Oh, I think because I was in such heavy denial that I had been sexually assaulted a second time and because I couldn't tell that he was lying through his teeth, I believed him and continued dating him. All of my firsts physically, I never wanted. Uh, He would pressure me for upwards of an hour to do stuff and I would initially say no because I wasn't on birth control yet and was petrified of getting pregnant. I think part of it is that I really get afraid of letting people down. Mm -hmm. So I just gave in and said yes. It makes me sick thinking about it because I always hoped that I would lose my virginity in a sweet and loving, safe way. Not like that. The relationship going forward was him giving me a bunch of lies and stringing me along with false promises of change when I would talk to him about the ways that he hurt me. I gave him so much of my love and effort, and he would tell me about how much he cared for me, uh, cared for me, but then turn around and hurt me by neglecting me, making me feel guilty about the price of holiday gifts and the cost of travel to see each other and using his depression as an excuse to treat me like I was nothing. Oh my God. This went on for a year and I was in such deep denial about it all. And I just became more and more entrenched in his lies and delusional and delusion as time went on. It was so bad that he eventually broke up with me and I asked him if he wanted me to wait for him. Ugh. I think that was the lowest point of my life. Oh. Onto my issue. I want revenge. I want him to hurt as badly as I hurt. I want him to go through what I had to, not only when it comes to the pain that the relationship caused me, but the god-awful aftermath. I want to tell his parents and his high school friends and the friends he's made at college Mm. what he did. I want what he did to haunt him the same way it haunts me. Mm. I've talked to my therapist about it, and she said that doing this will cause an overwhelming amount of drama that will drive up my anxiety and make me feel worse. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then there comes the issue as to whether or not they would all believe me if I told them anyways. Mm -hmm. Also, I remember Harper... uh, Oh. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I also remember Harper saying in an episode a while ago that she believes in redemption in certain cases for rapists. Now, that is a haunting quote for me. Okay. (laughs) Um, And I've been thinking about it a lot lately. If the guy who raped me redeems himself and changes, not only does that mean that he will never hurt me again, but he won't hurt anyone else that way either. I am 99.9% sure I'm just going to keep trying to heal and not get revenge. Mm -hmm. But if you guys have any advice on how to move forward, it would be much appreciated. Much love and warmest regards. Oh, honey. Jesus fucking Christ, that was sad. I'm so sorry. I'm, you're going to hate what I have to say. What? Because it's so fucking annoying, and I hate when people say this to me. And I know you hate when people say it to you, and it's such a fucking program thing. It's such a 12-step thing. But you're supposed to 
pray for people that you want to hurt the most. Mm -hmm. The people that you fucking have the most just like fuck you towards. You are supposed to. It's so hard to do. You are supposed to pray that they get everything that they want, that they heal, that they have love in their life, and that you forgive them. And you do it And it's yourself. a process. It's yes. a process. It took me years, years um, to it, get even close to doing that. Um, but And it's true because I do... Whenever, like my sponsor or you, there's basically only two people that tell me this. Whenever y'all tell me, oh, you need to pray for them, I do get really, I get, I'm like, fuck you. Like, I get, I get like, legit, like angry it's the because worst. that's like my first, like, that's, that's like my defense mechanism. But then I have to go and sit with myself and go, okay, okay. And um, it, it really, it does sound cheesy and it sounds annoying as fuck. I literally, we, we know how it sounds, yeah. but it is so helpful. And, you're it's really it's really fucking hard like i'm uh, i'm 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 having a hard time articulating like what i want to say right now but i guess i would just say i mean being raped is so dehumanizing and obviously it's so fucking awful and like you know we joke about it all the time because obviously like we've gone through um situations like that and it just makes it kind of easier just to joke it off but um with this yeah, I would say definitely what Honk just said. I would say pray for him. I would say work on finding forgiveness for him. And you don't need to yeah. say you don't need to say fucking shit to this man. You no. don't need to say shit to this man. Ever. 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 You, you don't shouldn't. need to talk to him. You don't need to contact. Um and I felt like this because I I took my rapist, or I was trying to take my rapist to court. I was trying to get him arrested for what he did. And then the police were not um they, they didn't take my case seriously. Da, 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 da. They lost my rape kit. We love to see it. Um, but afterwards I just decided, I was like, that was like the worst, like yeah. few years of my life. Like just, I, I couldn't let it go. Cause I was wrapped up in this case. But then like, after the, like I lost the case too. So then I felt like there was no justice. And like, I right. wanted to like fly to North Carolina and like fist fight him in the street. And I wanted to like go to the police station. I like had all this whole thing planned. And then I was just kind of like, you know what? Maybe it's defeatist. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I just, for myself, to, for me to move on with my life, yeah. I have to release this. You And you have to move on with your life. And it's really hard for, for cases like rape because it's like, yeah, they shouldn't be able to get away with it. They shouldn't. But the, the other thing is, is like, your therapist is right about if you seek revenge, it'll drive up your anxiety. And at the end of the day, it's like... Especially because it's such a delicate situation. It's a thing of like, also like what he's not going to be able, even like if he comes back and earnestly apologizes, what he did to you has already been done. So you have to forgive that version of yourself, I think, in order to like... And seeking revenge is just obsessing about it. It's like, yeah. it, it only hurts it's yourself. Co- it's also because you're, you're hurt. And it brings in that energy of like, of anger and hatred. And it's just like, you don't want, you've already like literally suffered enough going through this. Yeah. You don't need to like keep suffering. And I know that like revenge is so funny because it like, you do want to see people who deserve to fucking hurt. You want to see them hurt. But like, you're not in control of that. And like, and you want to know what? 
if you see him hurt, you are still going to be hurt. You're still exactly. not going to t- and it is so hard exactly. to accept that. Um and I wanted to address one th- where she said like in certain cases I think um what'd she say? Harper's saying in an episode a while ago she believes in redemption in certain cases for rapists. <sighs> I wish I remembered what I was talking about, but that, that is redemption for rapists. I guess you, you, I, you were really just saying that people can change if you, okay. I, okay. Okay. Yeah. Like if people want to change, they can, mm-hmm. but it doesn't come from you making them change. Exactly. It's a, and it's, that's that fucking Alan on all over again. But yeah, it's like, you can't make someone essentially. Yeah. This goes for anything in life. You can't make someone change. And yeah. um, it's, frustrating as fuck yeah. and it's unfucking fair but that's just the cute little life that we live in and i had a guy when i was 20 i was 20 and he uh he sexually assaulted he he t- attempted to sexually assault me and it, he it was very it was fucked up um i don't want to you know whatever uh, anyways it was it was very fucked and I, f- I believe it was like a year later he texted me and apologized for it. And he was like, I have thought about it every day and I'm so fucking sorry. And I appreciated it. And like, I could see that he was really fucking hurt. But again, even with that apology, it did still, even right now, what's been done to you has been done. It's been done. It's already altered me on a chemical fundamental level. Yeah. It can't, you can't undo it. There's nothing getting revenge, making everyone in the world hate him, whether he apologized every single day until he dies. It's never, there's no undo button. Yeah. For something that is so psychologically and oftentimes physically damaging. Yeah. So it's like, that's why you have to heal yourself. Right. So you can get your life back. Because even no matter how much they apologize and if they really mean it, if you ever did come around with an apology, it won't do anything for you. Mm -hmm. Technically. I don't know. It makes me think about cases where you hear where somebody murders somebody and the family of the person who was murdered is like, I want to see that person dead. I want to see them dead. I want them locked up and fucking dead. And you hear them say, like, if that person is, you know, sentenced to death and they die, a lot of the time, the reactions, they're always like, yeah, it did nothing for me. When they died, it did nothing for me. It didn't take away the hurt. You know, the loss is still there. On the flip side, you hear these families that forgive. Yes. And they, and they, like, and everybody involved goes on to lead more fulfilling lives. Yes. And and with forgiveness comes, I think, the most change. Forgiveness is for you. Forgiveness and I know, is for And you. I know that's yeah. such a cliche and you hear it all the time, but it, it really is. Forgiveness yeah. is, is it, it's for you to release that knot that you're living with. Again, doesn't mean you have to live with like, put, you don't have to put up with it. You don't have to be like, no. it's okay. It's not about being like, it's okay. It's just like, you fucking hurt me. And I'm moving on with my life and I hope you find peace. Mm-hmm. And that's like, I mean, if that's how you have to forgive somebody, then that's it. You know, I hope yeah. you find peace. I hope you find what makes you feel better in life so you don't continue to hurt people. Mm-hmm. That's kind of. And can I just say, and maybe this is an unpopular. Well, I don't know. I'm just going to say it. And maybe this is just something that has like helped me understand the like, assault and whatnot. But I think if you are, if you are doing that to someone like if you are if you are raping someone, if you are sexually assaulting someone, that person is not okay. That not per, that okay. person is not They're getting sick. off. You're 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 deeply deeply sick. 
especially after like what you had confided in him about and like how oh vulnerable you were with him. Like, I don't know, something in you like saw him as a safe place, but maybe also there was something in you that like saw him as maybe something familiar and maybe you didn't exactly. realize that. that pain. There's something there. I don't know, but he took advantage of that and it fucking sucks. But yeah. revenge won't do you any, it, it won't make your life better. I don't think. No. It's a temporary fix for for a deeply embedded wound that starts with inner peace and forgiveness. I mean, in Promising Young Woman, that in that movie where she like is getting revenge on her for her friend who ended up ki- um killing herself because she was gang raped. Yeah. She ends up okay, spoiler alert. She ends up dying in the end and it's it's a fantastic movie, so but she goes to the ends of the earth to get revenge on these guys and she like ends up dying and instead it's like, you know, it makes sense in the movie, but it's also like you can look at that and be like, look at what revenge gets you. She did also get them all locked up, though, which was pretty cool. And that was pretty cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so do what you will with that information. I hope there's something in there that helps. And forgive yourself, at least, you know. I'm you really don't. happy you're in therapy. That's huge. Yeah. All right. Hey, Honks and Lee, TBH, my life's pretty good right now. I'm applying to grad school. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. To get my master's in fine arts. Hell yeah. Because I love wasting money. Hell (laughs) yeah. So do we. I also have a wonderful (laughs) job at a gallery that I also show my paintings at. Okay, fucking cool life. Wait, where is it? I'm going to go. I don't know, but that's pretty cool. My biggest issue right now is that I'm trying to get out of the borderline doomsday cult that is the Jehovah Witnesses. My brother's mom, so my dad's first wife, converted to Jehovah's Witness. And I've heard all about it my whole life. Wow. It's wild. All of my family on both sides are Jehovah Witness. And I feel so alone being the only non-believer and a lesbian, LOL. Oh, my God. A little background about JWs. One of their main beliefs is that only a certain number of people go to heaven, while everyone who dies— will be resurrected and live on earth after Armageddon when God turns the earth back into a paradise. Okay. Garden of Eden. Who writes this shit? Who fucking... A man. I can hear a phone ringing. What? JK? I bet it's my dad. Oh, no. It's... Hold on. No, it's Joe. My ex-husband. He's probably asking if I can pay the phone bill. Should I pick it up? Sure. Hold it up. It's gone. No, I wouldn't put that on. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So who writes this fucking shit? Um, Okay. So only a certain number of people go to heaven while everyone who dies will be resurrected and live. Okay. Jehovah's Witness is the one that I don't know much about. They're the ones that knock on your door. They knock on your door and I know they don't celebrate holidays. No holidays. I grew up with a few. Yeah. And there there was a church in my town. Yeah. But like that's the one religion that I don't really know anything about. Really weird. Yeah. These girls across the street from me when I was living in San Diego as a kid, they they were Jehovah's Witness. And I loved these little girls so much. They were so sweet. And um, I had a lot of fun playing in a really cool backyard, but like their mom, like never wanted them to like come over to my house, which even yeah. if you're not Jehovah's witness, I don't blame you. But, um, uh, yeah. But anyways, one day they just like moved away and like never said anything. It's yeah. very so ominous. All right. But if you don't accept God's message, when we go door to door, you completely miss your chance of being resurrected. Crazy, right? So, okay, if a Jehovah's Witness knocks at our door and we're like, no thanks, we don't get to be resurrected. What if you're um, really sick? Hilarious, though. Can you imagine? And then the Jehovah's Witness walk away and they're like, yeah, sorry, sucks to be you. Like, that's what they really do. Yeah. They're really on this high horse of like, 
guess you'll never go to God's Garden of Eden. So At least they, it seems like they have more self-confidence than the Mormons, though, because I feel like the Mormons, like, keep knocketing. <gasps> knocketing. Yeah. Imagine, knocking. imagine having... knockers. <laughs> Imagine having that much confidence at all anyway to like walk away from that and be like unshaken because you're like, God's got me. Imagine where we'd be if we had the confidence of a Jehovah's Witness. We would be so much further. (laughs) JWs get baptized when they are around 12 to 16. And if you get baptized, then sin, what is sinning for Jehovah's Witness? Then sin, you get completely shunned by the congregation, including your own family. That's fucking wretched. I think it's still Christian. So I think it's still the Ten Commandments. Okay. I mean, like, they literally pretend you don't exist. Horrible. Wait, you, don't Amish people do that too, Lee? Uh, I don't know why I just asked that to you. <laughs> if you leave, If you leave the community. Amish people give you a chance to leave and then you come back. And then I think if you leave after that, they're... They, you're they, shunned? Yeah, you're shunned. So I fucked up. Uh, Scientologists. Scientologists will... Scientologists will shun you. Yeah. And then... Not only that, they'll Mormons like send too. dogs after you. Mormon, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get through. Okay. It. Okay. <laughs> there are so many other strange and backwards beliefs that I won't go into, but absolutely insane. I'm 22 and luckily have avoided getting baptized. How did you avoid that? Okay. But I'm definitely setting off alarms because of my age. I'm also a lesbian who dresses like a 70 year old man, so that doesn't help either. Does your family know that you're out? But I start grad school in twenty in September of 2023, and I'll be in a whole other state. So thankfully, I won't have to deal with it anymore. It's so hard being around them and having to act like I agree with them. Oh, fuck. I bet. Anyway, thanks for listening, and I love the podcast so much. I always listen to it when I'm painting. Love that. Anyway, here's a picture of my work if you're curious. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're great. I love this. Let me see. Fuck, dude. This is so good. Oh, that's a, that looks like a fucking picture. Yeah, it's beautiful. That's incredible. Wow. Fuck, dude. Yeah, this is great. Um, okay, go the fuck off. What did you, what did you paint on? Is this canvas? Anyway, that's so cool. Yeah, You're really talented. Really great. Yeah. You're really fucking talented. Um, and go the fuck off. 22 and working in a gallery and having your art in a gallery. That's, a, that's <sighs> you know. That's, dude. Yeah, it's really cool. I just, that's a really hard. How the fuck? How, like, that, it's so crazy, because for me, I'm just like, yeah, fuck it, who gives a shit? But, like, it's obviously so deep when you're, like, so, when you're raising it, it's your whole family, you know? Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Fuck that. Like, that's so, like, that's such conditional love. It's so conditional, and I'm so sorry, because I'm sure that that's really, like, psychologically Do traumatizing. Do think that unconditional love exists with humans? I don't know. No. I don't think it does. I think that there's always a condition. I think love is conditional. I think you can unconditionally love an animal. Except, I think, maybe maybe with, with parents and children. You know what? Honestly, Honk, I don't even know if parents... I don't, I don't know if all parents are capable of... I don't think all parents are. But, but I feel like all children are... They, I feel like children possess unconditional love because they're just so pure. Yeah. And then at some point we get old. And then we and, fuck them up. Yeah, we fuck them up. Um, that's really intense though, dude. Good luck on Especially, getting it. You'll be so much better once you get the fuck out. Yeah. It's just so hard because you're number one, you're trying to like leave a fucking religious practice cult. But then also it's your family's like wrapped oh, up in it. It's very like, heavy. And if they disown you, it's fucking horrific. Okay. But you know what? As cheesy as it is. Okay, this this whole episode is us just, is just saying cheesy things, but your friends can be your chosen family. And that's on. Go get some artsy friends. Okay. 
Uh, my biggest and ongoing issue is not having enough money. Welcome to the club, Sister Queen, for things I want to do, but doing them anyways, which has led to 13000 in credit card debt. Also being stuck between wanting to have a successful career in vanilla-ass life or just YOLOing all over the place because I may very well die tomorrow and I don't want to waste time. Fuck. The struggle is fucking real. I'm pretty sure I'm autistic or have ADHD or both. Working on an evaluation, but there is some sort of undiagnosed neuro uh, neurodivergence that's part of my lack of motivation to do anything that doesn't bring me instant gratification. That's all. Well, you got me fucked up with that. Hey, guess what? We're in the same fucking boat. Yeah. That's very... That's an astute... Uh, it's an addiction. Yeah. You know we love talking about addictions on this podcast. Yeah. Hoo-wee. The instant gratification. Yeah, honey. Wanting that hit. Ooh. Yeah. Money's a big issue, dude. Money's a big fat fucking issue. <sighs> we'll let you know how it goes when we get better at it. Yeah. Okay. Since we... Okay. So Honk and I... I don't know if we talked about it on here, but you you and I... Like, you and I... What would you say? Like two weeks ago, we had like a very good heart to heart about our spending. Um, On some real shit. How do you feel you've been since that a bit better okay a bit better mm -hmm. um i still have been going into the negative almost every day and then the surviving off of like getting 50 dollars here 50 dollars there that pulls me out of it mm -hmm. but like my biggest thing right now is the automatic payments yeah. so and i like barely have made enough money this month to be able to like keep myself afloat. And so then every time I have a little bit of money, everything just empties out because I have bills. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I haven't been that wild. Okay, that's good. The only, like I haven't been overspending on like clothes or anything. It's been- Ever since you and I talked, I have not done that either. Yeah. Yeah. That Okay, that's good. That The only thing is food. I could have been grocery shopping more. I was bad yesterday with food. But yeah, besides that, it's getting... It's, it's a process. It's, it's a, a process. process. I've definitely been... Honey, it's a motherfucking process. I, I just... I want to share in... in It took me... In, I'm 35 now. Um, and it took me until the last year or so yeah. to be even remotely responsible. I had a really? negative, I had a negative bank account my whole life. Yeah, I've had I've had three bank accounts closed on me yep. for being negative for so long. Oh um, I like it. I just I've never paid bills regularly. Mm -hmm. I've had hundred like I have so many creditors out from like I can't live yep. in Massachusetts because I owe every single utility money, and like I it's like I get it, I hear you. Uh, you you do end up getting out of it. It's mm -hmm. it's just being. It's, or you end up on the street. We so we'll up, see you somewhere. You end up on the street, but it is like it is something. Our, I mean, yeah. I stressed out about it too, but it's not it's not too crazy. It sucks. I woke up thinking about this today. It sucks like not ever being able to be like I could take myself on vacation. Oh yeah, no. That's I'm how, like, oh, I can't. I still don't have that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To no, be I'm able to have like check to check. Oh my yeah, god! Me too. My yeah. friend is taping her hour in uh, Bianca's taping her hour in um in Prague, and she's is like, she? yeah, in December, and she goes, Harper, can you come out? And I'm like, <laughs> is she doing it in Prague language? In Czech? No. <laughs> hmm. Prague. Oh, language. Gabby, honey. <laughs> okay. 
She's not doing it in Prague language. So, no, she's not doing it in Prague language. She's doing it in in English. Okay, I want to bring up that um, we'll probably do one more each. Oh, we keep getting so many good emails and we uh, can't ever get through read all the, of them. the top tier honk? I was just yeah, about to. Okay. okay, yeah, yeah. All right. This was sent in from our Patreon. Ooh. Uh, hey, honks. I called in a while back about my boyfriend's best friend's boyfriend who thought I was fooling around with his girl. Well, guess who is single? Me. I have put three years into the relationship and I've bent over backwards for him. He is a professional drifter, like drifter, like a NASCAR. Tokyo or emotional? I'm going to have to go with emotional. I'm going to go with both. Okay. And I've been his number one fan since day one. Honestly, I don't know what to do with myself at this point. I went from spending every single free moment I had with him to just being alone. It was my decision to go on a break, but we all know how those end. They end. I had a nice... Little mentally ill cry session and called him during the break and ended things. Ever since then, I've been losing my fucking shit. I'm not one to cry at fucking all, but I've been hysterically crying for the past three weeks. I called him one night when I was having a mental breakdown and he answers the phone saying, hello. And I said with the most sad and shaky crying voice, can you have a minute to talk? Because honestly, me and him used to talk on the phone every single night and I just needed to speak with him. You know what his response was? Who is this? Okay. 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 And that's how you end up face down in the fucking LA River. What if you go, who is this? You know what? And this is when revenge is okay. And this is where revenge is okay. Who is this? Oh, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Who is this? Go drift your car into a fucking ditch, bitch. What are you you fucking fucking talking about? (laughs) You stupid fucking asshole. Go fuck your mom. Shut up. Go fuck your mom because I know that you are. That's literally why he's not showing up for you. He's like, well, my mom falls all my laundry and sucks my dick. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't. Oh, fuck off, limp dick. Yeah. Oh my God. And I quickly sighed with, oh, and he immediately asked if it was me, knowing he fucked up. What do you mean? We got a Sherlock Holmes on <laughs> our hands. What do you mean? Yeah, he really cracked the fucking case. He proceeded to ask me if I was drunk, which fucking hurt, but he knows I never cry. So we talked, and for fuck's sake, I regret ending things with him. Mm. No, you don't, girl. You're literally a 10 out of 10, and he's he a made, negative one. He, play, he made plans with me the following weekend to talk about things, because he said some of it he couldn't say over the phone. Why? I took a long-ass walk around the block and immediately called him back and said, hey, I'm going to need you to tell me what you can't say over the phone, which is torturous. Like, the fact yeah, that he was it's that. giving drama. Mainly because if I made the drive to see him and he said some shit that would upset me, you could catch me driving my truck off an overpass. Mm. Don't do that. Honey, please. Which I followed it up with. I respect that and it's completely valid. There was more said, but if I'm being completely honest, I've dated before and I've dated long term, but I've never loved anyone as much as him. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm so lost in my day-to-day life and I don't know what to do with myself. I started going to the gym and getting fucking ripped and shredded, which is good. Good. You're making, that's the right decision. Oh, getting ripped and shredded fast and it's scary. Okay, give me the fucking... Nothing gets you more in shape like going through a breakup. Or propels your fucking career. Uh, Both of them. You get so fucking hot and so successful when you go through a breakup. Yeah. Mostly. But I've also just been hiking nonstop on my days off with my dog. I'll include photos of the puppers, but Jesus Christ. Well, where are the photos? You didn't put any. We made plans to talk December 1st because I literally... 
Because I will literally go to war for this man if it means we can mend what we had. Honey. So in the meantime, being what the fuck do I do with myself? Why December 1st? Is that the date? Maybe like waiting a month or something? Okay. I don't know. Since the breakup, I've gone completely sober. Good. Good. Um, not even because like I'm on some sober girl shit, but because it really helps you it when does. you get out of a relationship. That's what got me sober was getting out of a relationship with somebody that I was completely fucking obsessed with. And I was like, okay, I'm either going to I'm either going to eat shit trying to like get over this and get fucked up every night or I'm going to get sober and clear my head and it's the right decision. Mm -hmm. I quit literally everything from caffeine to nicotine, drinking, THC, everything. I am so lost. Well, you're starting at the right place. Yeah, you are. I went to a drift event and he gave me a ride along as he always does and he wouldn't even fucking look at me. Honey, why do we want this guy back? You know how breakups be. I know. And the other night, it's so much easier said than done. The other night I had a dream and all of his car friends were there and they were all chatting with me. But even in the dream, he wouldn't look at me or even acknowledge my existence. And I woke up in the biggest panic ever. How the fuck do I get past this? What if come December, he just tells me no and to basically get fucked, help, I'm so sad. He might. <laughs> yeah, he honestly might. I'm, I feel like an issue I'm seeing but right it's here. it's good. But yeah, it's, it would be a gift. Um, you can't see that now, but it'll be, it's good. You, when you're like this with someone, to me, and you and I have both felt like this about people, but like, it's not necessary. I'm, I'm, yes, there's love there, but it's also like obsession because you made yep. this person your son. You're getting all of your validation and all of your happiness. Your higher power. From, this person's your higher yeah, power. Yeah, your higher power. You're making this person your everything and you have to make yourself everything. Yeah. And you said like, how do I get through it? Fucking, I hate to say it, but it's time, dude. It took me so long to get over the person that I was like in shambles over. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just, it's just a process. It's just that fucking horrific process of like one slow, shitty day at a time. One it's slow, horrible. shitty day. Yeah. It took, it it's took horrible. us fucking years. I didn't get over the person that broke me in half and then some in 2020 beginning of 2020 ish i didn't get over that person until this year so it, it takes a long fucking time but it's like the thing that you can remember which is hard to when you're in your place is that human beings are fucking resilient so and resilient like it's just part of our nature to heal and move on and you will it just takes time. You're doing all the right things, staying, like getting sober, working out. Like those are just the things that you can control that will make you feel better. Your body will feel better. Um, when you get fucked up and you're going through a breakup, you act out more and you feel, you get into like self-pity and that's the worst. The it keeps worst, you in it too. And then also yeah. like alcohol is a depressant. So then like, not only are you like, you're also prolonging it because like, you're numbing yeah. yourself for like the hours that you're drinking slash asleep. Yeah. And then you wake up and then all the feelings are there plus the hangover, which is the like worst. adding to the depression. And it just elongates that. And I know the thing of being like, the thing of like, say December 1st comes and he tells you to fuck off. Like I said, he might. Um, that happened to me too. It was the worst. I was like, I took a break from this guy because it wasn't like, it, it was so painful, but I needed a break because he, whatever, long story short, we had like a set date to talk about things. And I was like, okay, we didn't really talk. You know, we had like three weeks where we were just like, let's take a break. And, uh, you know, on this date, we can like talk about things. And I was like, for those three weeks, I was an anxious fucking mess. I was crying all the time. And we finally met up to like talk. And I was like, okay, like it's going to be resolved. And he was still like, I'm not interested. 
I don't want to do this. And it was just like, what? It was a fucking earth shattering. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. And then like, that's what it is. It's fucking horrible. And then you and then, just have to deal with it and you just fucking move on somehow. You yeah, because do. it's horrible. It's, it, then it stays horrible. And then one day it's just not anymore. One and day it's just it's, not anymore. And then it's okay. And like with every day, maybe a month, maybe two months, you'll have, you know, five minutes of peace. 15 minutes of peace. Maybe you go an hour without thinking about the person. Then it's like you go a couple of hours without thinking about the person. And then it's just like the further away, the more time that you have out of the relationship, the further away the pain gets. And the more that you can, I was going to say, like like the more, yeah, the further away you get from this, this relationship and this person. And then also like the more in tune you become with yourself, I think you're going to have so much peace because I think like, when we put, you know, all of our, um, all of ourselves into someone else, you, you poured yourself on empty. And so like, you're going to have to like, you know, heal yourself and like kind of get back to to center. And you made this person your everything. And that's why it is so painful. And maybe the next time you get into a relationship, you won't, you know, you'll maybe learn how to have more space for yourself. I'm someone that really struggles with not like making the person I date like my higher power as I think we a lot of us do that. Yeah. Um so I had to like implement rules for myself. Like I am not gonna text someone all day every single day. Like I like I'll text you every day, but like, I'm yeah. not gonna text you all throughout the day. I'm not gonna do that. Um and also hanging out every single day, I'm not gonna do that either. Even yeah. if I really fucking want to, like no, because if, if, you know, when a breakup comes, if it comes, yeah. then all of a sudden you're left like just in shambles because like you said, because you're like, oh my God, like, what do I do with like, who even am I? What yeah. do I do? So you have to keep making sure it's like, just ground yourself. Also, hate to say it, you may or may not be, you know, a sex love addict, a love addict, but you could always give a fucking... 12 you could always give a meeting a try they really help even if you don't end up identifying it really helps just to go like sit in a room and cry and share for an hour and listen to other people and then you could maybe in a couple months realize like this isn't for me but like it doesn't matter if you just go maybe you'll find some you know peace in that it at least sounds like codependence it is mm-hmm. yeah oh you should get the book um codependent no more that's a really good book and attached these are yeah those, are really those two good. books are excellent pop psychology books right now those really um helped honky and i now honk this next one i think you're really gonna like this don't i what i just said i think you're really gonna like this i'm sure i will yeah i think you will Okay. okay hi honk bonks i have many minor and major problems including figuring out how to have a relationship with my lunatic mom uh, rethinking my relationship with alcohol working out the kinks of moving in with my partner and moving across the country at the same time. But you know what the worst thing is? My shitting. Stop. Every time I poop, and it isn't often, I feel like Stop. I'm a, <laughs> I feel like I'm a tube of toothpaste that someone is squeezing for the last tiny dollop on their toothbrush. I'm sick of feeling... What? like the end of it they're constipated gabrielle yeah i'm sick of feeling bloated and miserable 80 percent of the time what the fuck you eating girl chicken nuggets and uh, no sludge Jeez. um <laughs> wendy's, wendy's frosties 80 percent of the time but i'm not stoked to go on a 
wait, I'm not stoked to go to a quack doctor and have them tell me I just need to exercise more, eat better, some nonsense. Take fiber. Quack. Some quack. Some quack. Some quack fucking doctor. It's not, that's not a quack. This is general health. But you're eating frozen blocks of cheese and going, what the, what could it be? Why are you <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you drink just like fiber drink? Or eat the papaya thing because it makes you fucking shit gnarly. Oh eat some yogurt. <laughs> no, yogurt's not. Need, they need to go heavy duty for this. This person, this person has like this, this person's barely shitting. Their asshole is cemented shut. So you need to get the fucking pineapple. Well, why do they say they're shitting like toothpaste? Because that makes me think they're sh like shitting like long. No, they just no, said the dollop of toothpaste. They're, they're like trying to get the last drop little... out of the thing. And, they, like, and then it'll kind of come out. Girl, get your damn gut checked out because you got some fucking shit going on in there. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't want to go to the doctor, get on TikTok and yeah. like figure out what's going to make you shit. There's like teas. Yeah. There's Get the papaya, bitch. Fuck me. Eat the seeds. Finish it. Finish it. Okay. Okay. I mean, fuck. Coffee? Come on. Literally. Shit. And she's like, I just ate raw chicken nuggets and cheese and whole milk, and I don't know what's and going apple. on. Yeah. Okay. I'm not us being so delicate and sweet Great. to everyone. And then go, oh, you shit. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, go to a doctor, you constipated bitch. Okay. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a vision of healthy eating and I still sit on the toilet for 30 minutes absolutely fighting for my life while my gut define healthy eating yeah, gut, vision of healthy. gut flora wage a gorilla wait are you taking probiotics a gorilla war on my bowels Gabby do you see a doctor about your wretched shit problems this bitch can't first stop of all shitting. I don't even have wretched shit problems I stay uh, well, shitting well yeah no but she does I stay shit shitting. a lot and I take fucking colossal dumps yeah. I'd be shitting fucking do you shit huge every day? turds like twice a day. Really? Yeah. I don't shit every day. You don't yeah, shit every day? Yeah, you can tell. No. <laughs> oh my God, Gab. I know. I That's right. I Sometimes take, you get really bitchy. When I take better care of myself, I shit every day for sure. But I don't, I I have not. For, uh, for but wait, regularly. here's the thing. How like, often do you shit? Because you're giving once a week. Like every third day. Really? Wait. Yeah. Then yeah. you need to do it, the papaya thing too. I need it. I was clowning yeah. on my honk, but honk was right. No, I'd be no, shitting. No, no. no, I'm completely aware of what the issues are. <laughs> Is well, the you didn't say macaroni and cheese and pizza fucking... the other day. I, I, didn't yeah. hear, I didn't hear a vegetable. Oh, I didn't hear a vegetable. Yeah, I also hardly eat vegetables. I just stay shitting. But you shitting. always eat smoothies. I do eat smoothies, but they don't have vegetables in them. I stay no. shitting. I do. I should a lot. Damn, Lee. Um, <laughs> are you on probiotics? Like, take probiotics. Fuck. Wait, so you're twice a day? Usually, yeah. I sh I'd be shitting. I'd be shitting so much that it makes my asshole raw. Jesus. Yeah. Any more than two? toilet paper. Or maybe I just need a... It's, it's, do you I get up to like three shits. or four? Because then it's like IBS. Mm, most, most I shit in a day is three times a day. What's the consistency? Three? Okay. Oh. Depends. Sometimes it's a big brick of a shit. And then sometimes it's a softy. Hard to get out. Sometimes it can be. Some days yeah. it's like the days where I'm like sweating, like yeah, every nerve. But you're not supposed to do that because then it gives you hemis. Yeah, well, it's something you got to get it out. But you said, I tell that to what's my one asshole. more to the bunch. Yeah. yeah. So, um, sometimes I haven't shit in so long that I I have like yogurt or drink a glass of milk or something that I know is gonna a fuck glass it of up. fucking milk. God, Take everyone. a fucking laxative. You taking laxatives? Take, a, Take a fucking laxative. Yeah. <laughs> or Still literally go to a doctor and get your gut checked out. You might have some, you might actually have some real issues with your gut. So, or go, go get some fiber, put it in your water, shake it up and chug it. They have fiber that you can just put in water. Yeah. It tastes kind of like wood chips, but. Although get the sugar-free kind. Um, 
when so if you get like the metamucil it's like the it's like the fiber yeah. that you put in water get the sugar free kind for sure because the the, the okay doctor shit because what the, the sugar kind i i gained fucking 40 pounds taking metamucil with sugar really yeah it was so bad well, it like really fucked me up prayers up on your shit journeys we still have a couple more stories but i guess we won't get to them i mean that was a perfect one to end on yeah okay do you want to save them for either the ketchup or for um yeah, we have a long, big one here that I would like to read, but we'll do it. We'll save it. You guys, we have a couple left. I'm so sorry if we didn't get to your stories, as always. Sorry if we didn't get to your stories. We love them. Thank you for sending them in. Nothing Thank about you. So you. Much. If we don't read them, it's just we run out of time and we just go in order of what they were sent. Um, so, and yeah. I'll know we what will, it is. And you, you guys also know what it isn't. And here's what it is. We'll get to it. Really fucking cute. And so be sure to follow on Instagram. Lately, these prompts have been coming out <laughs> on either Sunday or Monday because we've been getting so many emails. So we kind of pushed it back a little bit. So yeah, just watch out for the prompts on Sundays or Mondays and and get, get your stories in. Yeah. Okay, you guys. So cute. So good. Um, okay, just to reiterate, um, we are going to do our live show this Friday, December 9th at Third Wheel. Doors at 7.30. Show at 8.00. Gonna be fucking fun as hell. Um, um, honk, remind them what's gonna go on on Patreon. Yeah, you guys, we're gonna shave each, wax each other's bungholes on Patreon when we get to 500. Cam. 500 uh, subscribers. We're getting, we're waxing bungholes. And we're at 417 now. So 500, we need what? That's 83. 83 more. Tell a friend mm -hmm. if you guys wanna see us do exclusive uh, OnlyFans content, <laughs> we'll be doing it on here. Yeah. On God. Okay, and then um, should we put know? it on the ten dollar tier? Should we put it? Oh no! Just get, subscribe to the Patreon. Okay, bye. Okay, yeah, yeah got it. Just bye. Subscribe to the okay. Patreon. Not miss, not miss, not miss. Um, okay, I just lost the reference. I'm gonna go fuck we'll myself. Do a fifty dollar tier, McDuck. and you can, and it won't be blocked. Just kidding, kidding, kidding. Oh my god, I'm dead. Okay, yeah, Lee has to leave the room when we do it. Okay, you guys. Well, that was yeah, another rootin' tootin' episode of Motherfucking Tea Time. Love you guys. Mm, love you guys. Bye.
sidewalk Looking both ways twice And even still I drag my feet up You were the brave one Don't taste that bad on it.